Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Young and Adulting. My name is Casey, and I'm so excited that you guys have joined us today. We are in season two of the podcast, and we've been talking about every Thursday of this summer, different aspects and elements of relationships. It's a topic that you guys have asked about so much, and we've been so excited to be having different conversations about it every week and today is no different. I am joined by two of our favorites, some of our young adults pastors, Pastor Alec and Pastor Tyler. Wow, interesting high five. Um, Yes, so today's gonna be a fun episode because we are going young and adulting book club edition. This is kind of old school. This is kind of old school. Kind of goes with what we're talking about on the weekend. And it's kind of old school, but kind of kind of new school. It's kind of trendy all over TikTok, all over Instagram is like book. They call it book talk. Book, book talk. talk. I I people it. have like Instagrams dedicated to books that they're reading and talking about them, giving reviews. It's like a whole community on That's social awesome. media Daring. and I just want to be a part of it. So yeah. have you heard of Goodreads? I haven't. So Goodreads is like this website where if you read a book, you just like put it on the website. Oh. So you can like go to someone's Goodreads and be like, what books have you read this year? You can cool. just like scroll That's through. Cool. Maybe Maybe Goodreads will like make a comeback and be cool. Oh, okay. It's really never been make that cool. cool but maybe gotcha. TikTok can make. TikTok is making it cool. I love that. It's Amazing. It's book talk. It's book talk. So here today we have our own book club edition. I've never really been a part of a book club. I've done like book studies before, but book club sounds like. You made it. It does. Yeah, we made it. It does. Yeah. Come on. So today we've brought some of our favorite books about just books that have impacted the way that we think about relationships, the way that we do relationships, things that have helped us in our own personal lives and relationships, all different kinds, all different aspects. And um, we're getting ready to wrap up this season of Young and Adulting. We've got a few episodes left, but we didn't want the conversation about relationships to stop when our episodes stop and we move on to another conversation. We wanna always be working on this, always, get good at relationships together. So we just wanted to bring some resources in, some of our favorites that are for that, that yeah. will help you get good at relationships. So Tyler, yeah, why don't you kick well, us well, off? I love this. I love bringing the physical copy. I know we're like, kind of like, I guess the new school is like the digital and that's yeah. great. And it's the ebook sometimes, but I was like in the pool this weekend and there's an old guy, must, he must've been 80 years old and he had an old school book. And I'm like, man, when I'm at your age, I want to still be reading. This reminds copies. me, are you guys physical book people Definitely. or digital? Physical. I want, I got, you know, underlines and all that. I agree. Uh, yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a Amazon Kindle it's okay. it's okay. kind of guy. So it's um, resourceful. And you know, it's, it's really cool yeah. is you can pull up all your highlights in one button. It's true. That is cool. I will say. Like I said, it does depend, but more majority of the time, physical copy. So uh, as we're talking about relationships and some books that have uh, impacted at least the way I think um, and do relationships, uh, I have a book here uh, called Called to Reign by Leif Hetland. And really one of the most important relationships outside of a relationship with Jesus is our relationship with ourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and this book really talks through just like the the need to the need we all feel to strive and earn in this world. 
And it's kind of a setback to, hey, like you're, you're a son, you're a daughter, like you can mm. live from a place of rest. You don't have to work and strive. And so um, that really helped me. And another one talks about being a peacemaker in this world. And another one by Dietrich Bonhoeffer on life and community that we'll touch on. But they've been impactful to me. I love yeah. that. I love that. So I brought uh, three, of my, three of my favorite books. One is on my phone. Hey. I'm really sorry. No, it's uh, good. You it's know, part it's, of your stack here. We have all the thing. books. But I also up. have like my really old books as I well. Love that. Like, all right, I'll say like vintage books are yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Come on. So um, one book that I absolutely love, I think every young adult should read it, uh, How to Win Friends, Influence People. This is my old copy. Um, incredible book. We'll get into some of that today. And then uh, this new book um, is by Jefferson Besky. Uh, it says, Take Your Family Back. Oh, I want to read love that. Uh, dude, it's, you can have it. I'll let you oh, borrow really? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, This well, is a real book club. It really is a real this. book club. We can do a podcast on this. Uh, but yeah, Take Back Your Family, kind of like centered around the ideas like, what does a biblical family look like? So mm-hmm. I actually read this book before I was married to kind of like set up, hey, what, like, what should my marriage look like? What should my family look like? So we'll get into that. And then uh, I recently read a book by Pastor Chad Veach called Help! I Work With People. Cool. Um, and if we're being honest today, doesn't matter where you work, mm-hmm. you work with people. And mm-hmm. he has some great practical skills as like leading yourself and leading what others. What if you work at like a zoo, bro? Bro, you zookeepers, bro. Could you no, you couldn't work at the zoo there, by yourself. What do you got locked in the gorilla cage? Yeah, you work no. with animals. <laughs> right, maybe we should work on it. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys have got a few of my favorites on the table, but got? I brought a couple more. Um, let's see. I've got Love Like You've Never Been Hurt by Pastor Jensen Franklin. It's mm. a great book all about, um, he says, hope, healing, and the power of an open heart. So I like would that. love to love share that. a few of my highlights from that one. I've got a great book, Single Dating, Engaged, Married by Ben Stewart. Mm. Okay. Title's kind of self-explanatory. All right. I've got another favorite around here. This is Boundaries, just plain old Boundaries. I know there's a couple of different specific avenues of this book, but this one's just Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Towsend. And uh, I've got a book by the same author as Take Back Your Family, Jefferson and his wife, Alyssa Bethke. Love that last. So these are some of my favorites. And I'd love to just kick us off by sharing a few of our favorite highlights and takeaways from these books. I'll let you guys pick which one which one should I share from first? Hmm. Eeny, meeny, 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 <sighs> this is tough. Go with Jensen. I can Frank. do all of them. Just go pick with Jensen. Yeah, go, okay. go with Jensen. Yeah, love like you've never been hurt. This is a great, great book. And I wanted to share a little bit of like the summary on the back because um, it's powerful. He says, uh, it's no secret that those who are closest to us can wound us the most profoundly. Reeling from betrayal, we build walls around our hearts to protect us from the heartache. Yet these are the very walls that block us from seeing hope, receiving healing, and feeling love. Wow. So I picked up this book a while ago, and I read it a while ago, and I was excited. I don't know what I thought, but I think I thought a little bit like I would open this book, and it would, you know— teach me how to not be like mad at the people who have wronged me and focus more on like the hurts in in life and like the people who hurt me. And you open it up and you kind of um, are a little shocked by how much it is about you mm-hmm. and maybe fixing your own mentality and focusing on what you need to do in yourself to find these things like healing and love and some of these other things. So it's kind of one of those reads that you go through and you're like, oh, 
ouch. This hurts. Oh, oh my gosh. So I pulled a couple of some of my favorite like highlights that I actually did highlight in this book that I wanted to share with you. Um, I'll share with you my favorite one that I think I pulled as I was going back and looking at all my highlights. And he talks a little bit about, you know, loving the people who you disagree with mm. or loving the people mm. that have hurt you. Um, and he says... I'll read a little bit of it. Um, Here's what I've learned. Love doesn't say, you've made your bed, now lie in it. I didn't raise you to do that, so I'm done with you. Mm. You did what? You're such a screw up. He says this, not me. Um, And then he goes on to say, love does say, love says, I will never agree with your lifestyle, but I still love you. I will never aid or abed what you're doing, but you are still and will always be mine. There's nothing you can ever do that will make me Make you not be mine because I love you. And then he says, love does not demand its own way. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. It is never wrong to love. It is never out of order to love. You do not compromise your faith when you love. Hmm. This is what it means to love like you've never been hurt. And I love that little snippet from the book because I think now more than ever, it's so important that we, we focus on reclaiming unity and reclaiming like love, loving people that we don't agree with because there's so much of that going on right now, you know? And I love that he says, it's never wrong to love. Mm -hmm. So when you're faced, I know personally, when I'm faced with a decision of like what to do or how to act or how to treat a situation, this reminds me like, the loving thing to do is the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's never wrong, the, the wrong decision to do the loving thing. So this book is super powerful. I love that. Yeah. That's incredible. All right. Who's up next? All right. So I, I personally, I want to like read like two quick excerpts from this book. So yeah. I think like in the, in the young adult world, right? Um, like we went to school. And we like naturally meet people like in our classroom or at recess. And then when you get to middle school, high school, you're on like you're on sports teams with people. And then you get into college. But then like you graduate and you realize like I am not in a place where I'm naturally surrounded by other young adults mm-hmm. and I have to like go make friends. Yeah. And I think we've all been in this like situation where like we walk into like that that party and you're like, I don't know anyone here or maybe even like on a Thursday night like you're new and you walk in you're like I I don't know anyone here like what what do I do how do I even meet people how do I make friends and uh, he kind of like points out like two like quick um, tips on how to make friends I just want to share them real quick gotta find my highlights excuse me all right here we go the first one is this it says you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. Did you hear my stomach growl? <laughs> I did. I did. That hear was that. incredible. I, I didn't even realize I'm hungry. <laughs> wow. I didn't know what. That we got to keep that. Can There's we no get way. some? Can we get some croissants in here? Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> Amazing. Really wow, that was, that was awesome, bro. I was so moved by what you said. You know, make more <laughs> friends in two months <laughs> by <laughs> feeding them. <laughs> Should I read it again? Yeah. I'll, yeah let me read, read, it, to us read again. it again. Let me read it again. So, yeah. and in the effort of meeting people, mm-hmm. getting them to know you and, and gaining friends. He says this, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people that you can, I, I can't, I can't read it again. I'm just waiting for your stomach to growl. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> We're falling apart. Yeah, for those we listening, are. I don't eat breakfast, so oh. All right. So basically, he, the, whole, the whole point is this. Um, 
We we live in a culture where it's I, 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 I. Like, let me tell you what I did this last week. Let me tell you where I went on vacation. And we try to make ourselves like this, the hero yep. of the story. But when we're meeting other people, it's actually about, it's about them. Like right. getting to know them and mm-hmm. their likes. One of my favorite questions like to ask people now is what do you like to do? Yeah. Like not like what do you do for work or like where do you live? What do you like to do? And people it just like sparks their interest. Like, oh, like I like to go to the beach and I like to do this. And one of the coolest things, you can have a conversation with someone about 20 minutes, literally just by asking them like, well, tell me like, what do you like to do at the beach? Oh, well, tell me about that vacation. Um, and suddenly you realize, man, you didn't talk at all about yourself but you've gained trust with yeah. this person and you're, you're building relationships naturally. I think that's such a good point. Actually, I think it's less disarming than asking someone, what do you do? Because mm-hmm. maybe they don't have a job right now. Maybe yep. they're not doing what they want to do. And so often our identity, unfortunately, is like, like wrapped to in what those we things. do, but not always like what we like. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like it's a safer thing to be like, oh, what, what do you like to do for fun? You yeah. know, it's like, it's such a lower pressure ask. That's actually really, yeah. I shared that. Yeah. Okay. And then one more quote that I love. Um, and it kind of goes back to like facial expressions. It says this, you must have a good time meeting people if you expect them to have a good time meeting you. Hmm. Like you need to be just as interested, gotcha. like your, your, your facial expressions, your body expressions, like everything yes. needs to be like, I'm actually interested in having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's always the worst. Like when you're like, Hey, like, tell me about your life. And the guy's just like on his phone, Mm-mm. just like scrolling. Right. And you're just like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. hey, like, I'm here. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I want you to meet me. And then vice versa. Like, if you're on your phone, like, they're going to be like, who the heck is this guy? Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. even care about our conversation. Like, the text yeah. on his phone is so much more important than than me right now. And I think it's just like giving people the, the time of day to be like, mm-hmm. hey, like, I'm actually going to enjoy meeting you today. Like, and I hope that you enjoy That's great. meeting me. Yeah, I think there's some crazy statistic about, like, communication interpersonal communication there's it's like a very high percentage i want to say like 70 or 80 percent they say Mm. of communication is all right so should we pick what book you want to share from or do you have a do you have a a favorite a favorite of the favorites okay i think the favorite of the favorite um and casey as you're sharing even alec as you're sharing i was thinking about how we often we glean towards books that we uh we find the season of life that we're in, you know, it's like, man, I really, I need this book. That's why typically I, I read a book is because the season of life um, necessitates it or draws interest. And uh, I, I referenced this at the beginning called terrain. And really mm. um, I, I think about relationships, the common denominator in every relationship we have with someone is, is us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so something I've realized about myself, if I'm like unhealthy and, and um, Pastor Lisa talked about this when we were talking about the Enneagram mm-hmm. in the last episode is that um, like, Two healthy people are going to make the best combination of any relationship, regardless of what your number is. And so being healthy is the key factor. And so yeah. uh, this book really talks about how to how to be healthy. And it comes from this, this stemming factor, like knowing your identity in Christ. And I know it sounds, sounds cliche, but I was in a season of life where uh, my default like would, would drop into like strive, mm-hmm. perform, prove, um, because that was some of my wiring. And this book really like goes against the grain of that. If yep. like, you know, the world and even relationships, I think we fall into Basically, the format says that you have to uh, do something to get something to then become someone. So if I like work really hard in school and I graduate and get my degree and then I get the job, then I'll make the money. Then people are like, wow, you, you've made it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And so basically this book helps us understand as uh, those of us who follow Jesus, our identity is not tied um, actually like to what we do, but who we are in that place. Mm-hmm. And so it's inverted. So it's not like I do to have to, to become, it's I am in Christ. Therefore I have everything I need. Therefore, mm. whatever God asked me to do in the season, I can step forward confidently. Yeah, And so great. I didn't realize that even the impact that my striving had on the relationships because I wasn't coming in with a, a speed of rest and like encouragement. Mm-hmm. It was like suspicion and, you know, so that was super yeah. impactful to me and it goes into so many other things, but um, one of the best um, books on identity and identity is something that we carry with us in every relationship. And so yeah. um, that was super impactful to me. There's so many things I could quote from the book, but I'm just going to stick it with that. That's amazing. Yeah, I think in the same vein, I'd love to share one of my highlights from the book Boundaries. Um, just because as you were talking, I was thinking about what you're saying, the importance of self and mm-hmm. being healthy yourself before you can be healthy in relationships with other people. And we know, as we've been saying all season long, this stuff applies to every relationship in your life, not just mm-hmm. a romantic one, friendships, mm-hmm. family, coworkers, all of them. Um, and I love this book Boundaries because there's a section in it that talks about myths of boundaries. Um, and I'd love to read a one of them for you guys. There's a handful of different myths in here, but a lot of them stem around this idea of placing boundaries in your life being a negative thing. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I have a hard time saying no to mm-hmm. things. Um, and something we say a lot around here and a concept that is really highlighted in this book is that your yes to one thing is a no to something sure. else. Yep. So we've talked about it before a couple episodes ago, but sometimes you've got to say no to create room in your life to be able to care for others better, to care for yourself right. so that you can be healthy in the relationships that you're in. And he starts off with myth number one, and that is if I set boundaries, I'm being selfish. This mm. is a myth, right? right. Boundaries are not a selfish act. Yep. So to anyone out there who feels like they have a hard time saying no, they have a hard time prioritizing your own soul, health, and care, that's not a selfish decision, mm-hmm. right. right? That's actually the best decision you can make for the sake of your relationships because it, he goes on to say in here that people, sorry, appropriate boundaries increase our ability to care about others. That's really mm-hmm. awesome. So setting boundaries, it's not a selfish act, It's actually an act that's putting your relationship with others first. And he says there's a difference between selfishness and stewardship. Wow. Okay. Boundaries, setting boundaries, placing boundaries in your life. It's not a selfish act. It's an act of good stewardship, Mm -hmm. managing your time, your energy, um, financially, anything in your life well so that you can be a healthier self so that you can give a healthy self away to other people. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny when you think about it, like, Boundaries exist in the life that we live every single yep. day, mm-hmm. but we don't question them. Totally. And it's like, when it comes to ourselves, that's where yeah. it gets hard. Yep. Mm-hmm. But recognizing that, like, no, like, boundaries keep us yeah. safe. Totally. And I think about, like, I know it's a, such a silly um, analogy, but like on the road, yeah. like, we drive one way and we drive like right to go forward, left on the other lane. Like, so we keep traffic going yeah. right, mm-hmm. like red lights and green lights. Like, yep. those are boundaries that people have put in place to keep us safe yeah. on the road. And I think it's just applying that nature of like boundaries aren't bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like boundaries are actually good mm-hmm. and they're healthy and they make you thrive in the yeah. environment that you live in. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I just think it's like debunking. Like boundaries yeah. are a good thing. Mm-hmm. They help us. They yeah. keep us safe. They, we could spend so much time talking about that because actually it's the presence of boundaries that creates true real freedom. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because it's actually yeah. like, you know, 
you know, even God created the world and said, like, water, stop here. You're the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, land, you start here. This is a space that you occupy. This is your territory. And that's not something to, to frown or be mad about, but to celebrate and, and I thank God for clarity. So yeah. I think that's what's so helpful um, is, is establishing boundaries and, and yeah. Yeah, really helpful conversation. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, we have a few minutes left, so I'd love for you each to share a little snippet from maybe one more book. And you if we it. don't end up getting to some of the books that we brought, we will be linking them all in the notes below. And they're all great reads, so add them to your list. Yeah, so quick, just a quick like plug for um, <laughs> Take Back Your Family. So like I said, if you are um, not married, married, have a family, whatever, this is a great book just to give like a biblical framework mm-hmm. on what was like God's ideal like marriage and family? Like what okay. was supposed to happen? And um, well, like one of the biggest takeaways I love that I'm actually working with Courtney on right now is um, looking at the family unit as like a team. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like we're I on the that. team. Like, what is our purpose? Mm-hmm. Like a baseball team has the purpose of winning games and getting to the championship and like mm-hmm. actually looking at it as our family of like, hey, we're on a team. What are we here? to do mm-hmm. like what are we here to accomplish um but also like um have you guys like we all know like the like the big sports teams like if you're a new england patriot or if mm-hmm. you're a new york yankees like everyone's like i want to be yeah. on that team and we're working like right now of like man when we have kids like they're proud to be on our team like they're like hey like this is the team that, that i'm on yes, i'm proud to be here like we're on mission together mm-hmm. um and that's just like a snippet and i think like yeah. our culture doesn't talk about like family that mm-hmm. way. Maybe it's a lot of self of like, what are you doing? What am I doing? Not really togetherness. And this book brings it back of like, no, like actually the family was supposed to function as a unit mm-hmm. right, together, always accomplishing the same goals. So highly sure. recommend Take Back Your Family. I love sure. that. And I think there's a podcast that they do that goes with this book. Yeah. If yep. I'm not mistaken, it's Intentional Family, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, I'll double check and link it in the notes. I, I would say any of his books and his wife's books, they are absolutely incredible. I totally agree. Another way they um, kind of talk about this topic, because my husband is reading the book and listens to the podcast, but he says they refer to the family, like the husband and wife of the family, as the executive leadership team Mm. of your family in terms of like making decisions. So like coming to an agreement, finding unity in decisions, and like you— make yeah. those decisions. Like you are the executive leaders of your family yeah. and it sounds yeah. super like businessy, yeah. but I think it's really powerful because it's similar to what you were sharing, Alec. And I think it just emphasizes yeah. unity and like running shoulder to shoulder yeah. as husband and wife and, together. and making those decisions like as a united yeah. front. front. Yeah. yeah. Power couple. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'll share right before we close uh, this book, uh, Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, a German who was a martyr in World War II. Um, you know, following Jesus in the trenches of World War II and uh, opposed Hitler and, and writes this book about Christian community and what it looks like to, to practice worship and community and, yeah. you know, follow Jesus. And um, there's a quote that, that I want to read to close with because we talk about community a lot um, at Christ Fellowship and Young Adult Ministry. And, and there's this quote that, that I've been thinking about. Um, he says, if we do not give thanks daily for the Christian fellowship in which we have been placed, even there, there is no great experience. Even though there's no great experience, no discoverable riches, but much weakness, small faith, and difficulty. If, on the contrary, we keep complaining to God that everything is so paltry and petty—different kind of words—but um, this is what he says: so far from what we expected, then we hinder God from letting our fellowship grow according mm-hmm. to the measure and riches 
which are there for us all wow. in, in Christ Jesus. And so obviously a different kind of language, but what he's saying is if we're constantly just upset about where God has placed us and we don't allow relationships that God's placed in our lives in, mm-hmm. we're missing out on the opportunity to find out the riches of that community mm-hmm. that exists in Christ through the conflict and through the, oh, we don't really have shared interest. Like I'm just thinking how often we're, we're not thankful and great, grateful for yeah. where we are and who God's pla- placed in our lives. And if we could just get that part of like, we might not all have the same interest, but man, I'm so grateful for you and yeah. for, you know, for what God's doing in our, in our community. I think that that spirit of gratitude, yeah. if we can let that marinate in our relationships, in our community, interpersonal, mm-hmm. um, and then self, I think that would go, you know, it would go miles. Forward. Yeah. So he has a lot of the great stuff. It's kind of, yeah. um, it's not the easiest, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's John, not John Mark. It's not know, an Mark 11 here, PM read before bed. Yeah, it's not, it but will. it's <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And I think what I love about all of these books that we've talked about, and even the ones sitting here on the table that we haven't gotten to talk about is they're all through the lens of biblical right. truths. Yep. Yep. They're all through the lens of God's word and God's design for your life. And what we, what we didn't say, but it's the obvious answer that our favorite book that has impacted our relationships is the Bible. Come on, it's, it's on the table. Yeah, all it's on the table. It is two. here. Come on, yeah. and well, the um, old and new. Yeah, I think what I love is that all of these books and more emphasize what God has to say about life and relationships. Yep. And I think that's the most important thing. So if we didn't get to talk about one of these books and you want to read them and you want to add them to your reading list, they will be linked below. But guys, thanks so much for joining us. I know so you fun. kind of go here, but thanks for being around the table <laughs> and bringing your favorite books. Because like we said, we don't want the conversation about growing and relationships to stop with season two. So yeah. thanks so much for joining us today and listening or watching watching wherever you're coming from. We love you so much and we will see you next week for our final episode of season two. See ya. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.